gotta love it on the East Coast when you can wake up to the UFC, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting and brunch are way easier from outside the cage. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, did you wake up in time to watch the fights this Saturday? Like, 4 a.m. your time? I don't even know what it was. It was 7. 7 a.m.? Oh, Fuck, hold on, hold on. That was for the main card. Who doesn't want to walk up and watch Tickman versus Zaki at 4 a.m. Pacific Listen, guys, time? I do a lot of things <laughs> with UFC. Okay, I'm not a morning person. I'm not. I, I'm not. There's nothing that makes me a fucking good human being in the morning. So I do Perhaps. my best. What? If you had gotten up at 9 o'clock, you could have watched Gregard Masai hold down Costas Filippo for 47 God. minutes. No, so why didn't you do that? Because I have other things I have to do, like <laughs> sleep. You know, I will say this. I was actually up early that morning, but I had other shit to do. And I recorded it, and I was kind of watching it off and on. And I was like, all right, these fights are okay. But I'll tell you this, Kev. There was shocking news in the UFC, and I think this is maybe indicative of why we saw the card that we did. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Dana White, on his Instagram, put up a photo that said the UFC will arrange wake-up calls for you to watch the UFC card that was taking place from Manila this weekend. Actually, I believe I do know what they're talking about. Didn't they provide us with one uh you know i called for one and i actually recorded it because i said this is too good i don't think i've ever heard them do this before so i was like we better get this on fucking uh, record because we may never see it again yeah well i'd like to hear it well the interesting thing is i'm not really sure you're going to be surprised with who does the voiceover for the wake-up call but i don't know maybe well let's let's just play the audio you never know Hey, you fuck. Wake the fuck up and watch my fucking subpar fight card. Only on Fox Sports 1. You fuck. Listen to fucking fucking fuck fuck. I love you. Watch it. Fox Sports 1. Dana White out. Fuck you. Wake up. Well, that was that was as abrupt, I guess, as I expected it would be. I'm not fucking done, you guys. Fucking oh. wake up for this fucking card. Oh. <laughs> Whew. A little surprise extra 30 seconds of the voicemail. Mark Munoz is fucking retiring. Oh, fucking oh my God, it's still going. Fucking continue watching this fight. He's going to put his fucking gloves <laughs> down at the end of it. It's going to be classy as fucking shit, all right? <laughs> Fox Sports 1, only on there. Wow. Dato White with the aggressive. Are we done? No. Dana <laughs> It's so hard to tell. It's like I'm in an air of suspense. Um, phenomenal voicemail for wake-up calls. Like, if that was what hotels played, Raph, I'd be all about that. I'll tell you this much. I was definitely up after I heard it. No shit. How could you ever go to sleep again after hearing that? I got to tell you, I'm worried about what's going to happen tonight for me. Uh, well, I mean, you should be sleeping with the fishes, maybe happening. Um, so anyway, let's talk about the highlights because it was kind of a weird card. 
Um, obviously, Mark Munoz, very emotional moment. Very happy for him because uh, who gets to write a better ending? He gets to fight in the Philippines. He gets to win against Luke Barnett with a really cool decision. Shows he's dominant. Reminds us of the fighter he he really was in, in that venue. So, um, Raph, just, can I just ask yeah. you this question? Just one yeah, question. Yeah. After watching how dominant he was, he didn't feel a little. He didn't feel a little like, oh well, you know, maybe you can fight again. You didn't feel that, or were you? Did you respect his process? <laughs> he's an older guy. I, I think that's the hard part to you. remember. And I but, have to applaud a fighter when they know it's probably time to chill out because he knows that it would just be another chase up an impossible category for him. And, you know, as much as I really want him to, to continue fighting, I, I respect it. You know, I think he's a great asset to the UFC. I think he might make a good color commentator guy, uh, not play by play, but like on the desk with uh, Karen Bryant, I think he'll do some good charity work with them and he's a great wrestling coach. So hopefully they utilize that at different programs throughout here in SoCal. Well, that was well put. Uh, yeah, he was phenomenal. It was a fun fight. Good good showing by Luke Barnett. Really tough. Hard to knock out. That's for fucking sure. Uh, so, fun fight. That was honestly, to me, the, that was, you know, a kind of earned fight of the night. But how could it not when Mark Munoz, yeah. you know, is putting the gloves down? In, in a lot of ways, like, it made the next it made the next few fights really hard to, to watch. So, yeah. great thing to end, in my opinion. Was that the only thing that made it hard to watch, Kevin? Uh, yeah, I guess there were a few contributing factors for just being a thousand percent honest, but <laughs> what were know, the congrats other to factors? most of tough 17 for being on this, whatever. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, if you wake up at 7am Pacific time, you can watch the main <laughs> card. That's just the main card, guys. Heel. Yeah, look because out before Felipe Nover takes on Yul Chong Nam over some Frosted Flakes. It's everybody's oh favorite morning. I just, I, you know, I was so mad because I said, look, the East Coast, I kind of get it. It's kind of early for you guys. But for us over here on the West Coast, I was like, who the fuck is going to watch this? And when I saw Dana put that up, I go, well, I think he understands the writing on the wall. So... Uh, congratulations, everybody. Uh, I'm glad we made it through this fight. Frankie Edgar wins a thing against Uriah Faber. It happened for a while. Boy, I don't think we really the, learned all that much from it. That match everyone cared about. They, well, don't worry, yeah. Kevin. It was a super fight. Don't forget that. How could I ever forget that that was a because super fight. <laughs> that was what those guys were saying they're like i don't get away you know you guys aren't treating this like a super fight well because when three judges score at 50 45 um no but thank you for offering uh i don't know and so the good fun. news is it looks like uh frank Edgar has the next shot in line so i'm stoked about that yeah uh, against who just out of curiosity Aldo? I believe it is the winner of Aldo McGregor. Okay. Uh, I did see a few people make very clever points that, like, you know, say what you want about McGregor. His fights are fun. So just... <laughs> <laughs> it will be an interesting to see who gets the next fight. We have some fun. I want to get McGregor. Yeah, I was going to say. We have some Thank fun you. guests coming up. We're going to talk mm-hmm. to some fun people. Um, but before that, you were doing one of the coolest things possible today. Do you want to talk about that? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, there was a really, really cool event I went to today. Uh, there was a really cool grapplethon. It took place uh, down at Studio 540E. Kevin, have you been here? I've never been to Studio 540, but I just have to say it sounds like the coolest possible title for a jiu-jitsu yeah. place. It's honestly, I've wanted to go there for so long. They always do free seminars. It's towards San Diego-ish. Um, it's in Solana Beach, and I've just, I, I love this place. We got to talk with the owner a little bit. We got to roll with a whole bunch of friends, uh, new and old. And man, you know, these grapplethons are really like they recharge your batteries in jujitsu. Because I just am finding how out do right you now. Because I've never that? done one. I'm asking, how do you mean? I've never done one. Well, I mean, obviously, there's the, you know, rolling part, which is great. So they'll start at about 12 and they'll go till about four. So you get a lot of opportunities to train with people. And I like meeting new people always. So it's always fun. And it's a good chance for people who are fans of our show to come and beat me up, which, yeah, that happens. Um, but more than that, it's always what I'm saying about recharge is it's a good reminder of the stuff the community does uh, well. And today we had our good friend uh, Rita Lynn who actually helped put it together. It was uh, her goddaughter who was suffering from a series of illnesses in Canada. And uh, I'm like I was just telling you right there, um, we just found out word right now. They raised $6,600. Uh, for a family in need who's had to go through a series of cancer treatments and just doesn't have the funds uh, to combat it. And uh, it's for a, a little girl. I believe she's maybe – God, I don't even think she's two. I think she's under uh, like maybe one or so. Um, but it's a real young child. It's called um, McKenna's Journey. And uh, I would encourage you guys, if you're on social media, you can look up hashtag McKenna's. That's M-E-K-E-N-A-S journey and uh, you can also look up mckenna's journey 540 uh just because of the combination you just see some of the photos of people really happy and smiling there were over kev i don't think i'm exaggerating here i think there was about three to four hundred people at this activity here today so it's like if you see one of the photos of them grouping everybody together that's not even everybody there uh, including spectators, and there were tons of vendors who were, you know, doing their part and giving out really, really cool gifts uh, for those people who came. And uh, I think, uh, all in all, it was it was a good, you know, recharge. It makes you feel good about not just doing jujitsu, but that, you know, there, there's a greater purpose for what we do in this community, where we get behind those who are active members and we try and help them out. So. Uh, to our good friend Rita Lynn, it was a pleasure. To everybody at Studio 540, my God, I'm I've got to go back there. I you know it was tough for me to get back on the five and go north, Kev. I got to admit to you. And for those that don't know, the five and go north is local terminology for get on the freeway and head yes. back to home. Because it sounds kind of like jujitsu heaven. Like it sounds amazing. It's it sounds it's phenomenal. a lot of fun, Kev. Okay, their bathroom. Okay. Here, their bathroom had individual wrapped toothbrushes that Why? you could use and take with you. I don't know For fun? because they're magical there. Okay, they have really nice towels that you can take. A hamper for towels, which I get, I know doesn't sound like a lot, but it's it, it makes a huge difference in presentation. Everything looks pretty. They have a little kid section where you could play the Xbox. You can play 
uh, PlayStation. They have a section just hung up for geese that looks really pretty and really, uh, it's too much. I can't. I, I, anyway, so on top of all this, Kevin, when you're coming down from Southern California in Los Angeles to the San Diego area, you know what you're looking out on? Like as you're driving down, do you know what you're looking out to? I, I, the ocean. Lots of beach. And oh. it was a particularly beautiful day here too. So I was just like, oh, oh it looks beautiful outside. Oh, I'm going to jujitsu. Oh, this is such a cool place. Oh, I have to go back up and it's – oh, shit. <sighs> All right. But uh, to everybody there, we made some great friends. Um, I'll tell you a couple things real quick and then we'll, we'll get back onto the show. But uh, I want to thank our good friends uh, over there, uh, Blanca and Marissa Garcia, who does a lot of the great photos that you guys will see. Uh, obviously, our good friends at Dream Jiu-Jitsu, Eric Medina, Joey House, who are putting together some really cool stuff. I would highly encourage you guys to look up uh, Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club the stuff they have in plan, it's amazing. So I don't want to spoil anything on that end. Uh, but a lot of great raffle prizes. Our good friend Mike Hofer was there. I got to talk with him for a second. Uh, yeah. The and uh, you know what he said to me? What? He looked at me and he just goes, hey, Raph, can I, can I tell you something real quick? And I was like, what is it? He goes, don't freak out with what I'm about to tell you. But you look like you're taller than the last time I've seen you. Like, I don't, I think you grew. I don't know. No, you couldn't have grown. But I think you just look taller. Is it your sandals? Ooh. And Very I said, nice. no, it's just my it's just my presence. I oh, okay. I just carry myself in a taller mode. I don't know. It was just a weird <laughs> thing to hear. And I also told Kevin off air, uh, and I'll repeat this for our fans. Our good friend John Greek and I uh, rolled up together, and he was the guy who famously made our uh, geese from Kawhi Kimono. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's a great geek. Kev loves his. I love mine. And uh, I happened to just be standing near the mat section. And Kev, what happened to me? Well, you were standing during the mat section. A woman started feeling your gi just to see what it was made of. Not just any part of the gi. Where was she feeling? The grip part, like grabbing a sleeve. Like she was yes. about to pull guard. Like she had four <laughs> fingers around my sleeve and well, like kind of pulling it down and I just go yeah. and I'm like thinking I go oh no are we fighting what's happening we're not even on the mats are we going <laughs> is this live is this what, what's happening now uh so that was a, a good and fun thing but um yeah I want to thank those people my good friend David Figueroa uh, Martins uh my goodness it was good to train with you dude uh we had a really really fun role he is man his gym and his his buddies who roll with him are, are killers. Uh, I will tell you this last thing, Kev. I rolled with the world's strongest white belt. I was excited because I was like, oh, cool. This guy's new. I can hopefully give him a tip or two. And he's I was like, hey, have you – how long have you been training? He goes, one week. And I go, oh, OK, cool. Let's roll because nobody was rolling with him. We start rolling. And he just, like, freight trains me. And I'm like, this dude is really strong. Okay. Go, go, gadget technique. Man, this kid is really, really strong. And I go up to him and I was like, have you wrestled before? And he was like, yeah. And I go, okay, well, now I'm going to get up. And now as I transition up, he's playing spider guard on me, Kevin. After one week, he has already achieved an excellent spider guard. So uh, to my good friend Josh, I would just like to say no one likes you 
and uh, quit while you're ahead. You don't need to do jujitsu. You're good. So uh, between those two things, uh, he was actually one of the really nice guys, and I gave him a few pointers, and I said, great. Um, I've told you everything I know about jujitsu, and I guess when I see you next time, you will be beating the living shit out of me and probably a purple belt. So congratulations. Uh, but a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, it was a great time, you guys. And uh, if you were there, um, thank you for supporting. I, I don't have any real affiliation other than just saying thanks for doing good stuff. So, awesome. And no one likes you. And <laughs> nope. Quit while you're All Quit. right. Uh, more to come on Verbal Tap. Fresh off a Bellator 137 victory. We have a lot of questions here. Albert Morales. Albert, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic, man. Uh, I get to eat whatever the hell I want right now. Enjoy uh, what does that mean for you? What are you eating today? <laughs> you won via rear naked chokes. You get to eat whatever the F you want. Yep. No, actually, no, not rear. I didn't win by rear naked choke. I won by a third round TKO. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, third round TKO. That's not how they're officially credited. you. <laughs> Just so you know. Are you serious? Yeah, dead serious. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> well, Kevin, right. where are you looking this up? I've looked on SureDog and, like, genuinely, uh, MMA Mania. Well, let's start here. SureDog, always the source, always the most reliable. <laughs> so, I'm just giving you the update on, like, what the finish was. I just, like, well, it, well, with MMA, it's always a little hard to tell anyway what they announce. I mean, God, Kevin, I can't. Okay, I'm, I'm pressing forward. You push uh, forward. I will. Albert, I got to ask you this. So, you know, you're a jiu-jitsu guy, and we'll talk a little bit about this. Um, are you, like, how does it feel, the difference between knockout and, and uh, you know, trying to, you know, choke somebody out? Are you a little disappointed you don't get to get a tap, or are you way happier to knock somebody out or to get, you know, waved off? Um, okay, okay. That's uh that's a tricky one because I, I I just want to finish at the end of the day. I I don't really want. I never want to go to the decision. I truly like like I don't just say that just to say that. I really want to finish. Um, but both are both are fine. I I actually haven't had a knockout like a straight like one punch knockout or or you know that's what I really want right now. Um, but whereas like like a TKO where they you know the weight the flag me off and all that stuff, I, I consider it the same as a submission because. If I'm on the ground and I'm punching you, that means I'm holding a dominant position and I got some, you know, I, I got you trapped. So, to me, it's the same as a submission in a way. Um, I'm looking forward for a knockout one day. So, the, I, I guess it, there's no difference. It's just finish is finish. Well, doesn't – how different is TKO from punches from knockout in a fighter's mind? I'm curious because from a spectator, I don't consider them any different. Um, it Oh, well – because the TKO can be, I'm just like like I I I got you in a bad position until you say uncle, you know, or or until the referee thinks it's you know bad enough. It's kind of like I'm being a bully. Whereas a knockout, I can like hit you and turn away like Mark Hunt does, you know, like that. That's pretty badass. It's, so this is no interesting to me. You're saying there is a distinct difference, like you feel a difference, and I'm also now just for the entire podcast looking at the official right record of TKO punches. John McCarthy calls the decision. Third round. Am yeah. I correct now? We're on the right one? Yep. That's it. 
Hey, congratulations. It only took Kevin four minutes yeah, to figure out how you won. Master's degree and research methods class really paid off killing it. So, but I'm genuinely curious. You feel better, you're saying, when it's a knockout. It's not the same to you that someone was like, hey, you're beating this person so violently, I have to stop you before you hurt them? That doesn't occur to you. You're like, no, doesn't count. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say, yeah. I, okay. I prefer like that one punch knockout, or, or or at least like a nice combination to a knockout. Well, I've never had one, but I, like I really want one, and I think it'd be like the best thing ever. You know? Yeah. Well, I've got news for you. You're more likely to ever incur that in your life than Kevin or I. So that's why we're very interested in it because we get the tap out thing. Um, not often, but I mean enough. But like to the idea where. I just don't know. I don't know if somebody feels like, a, you know, there are certain jujitsu guys who go, oh, I didn't I didn't get the tap, but I guess I knocked him out. And you're like, what's wrong with you? You won. <laughs> exactly. Like, and it's the, the opposite way. You know, you get some, you know, knockout artist who is like, I guess I got a rear naked show. I mean, John wah, wah. McCarthy, who's been doing this since Nam, stopped me from beating this person anymore. But, you know, felt like it was anyone's fight up until that point. <laughs> <laughs> God. So, Albert, talk to us about what you were preparing for. Tell us about your camp leading in, because we're always curious. And you're saying you're eating stuff now, which is always like the huge sacrifice that I feel like I could never make as a fighter. But tell us about your camp. What were you doing to keep it mixed up from the standing to the jiu-jitsu realm? How long was it? What was the – because you took this fight on short notice. Am I making that up? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't consider it short three weeks, like two and a half weeks. Not that short. Two and a uh, half weeks. Uh, half a month. I mean, governments were built in that time, right? So yeah, yeah. But um, it's it's. I think all well, for me, it's really not that big of a deal because I like I kind of stay in camp, as, as like it's not camp camp, but I stay grinding. I stay you know training the whole time. I I, I do I like uh, morning practice with my coach on uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. I go to Black House and still do my morning practice, and then. Around like six thirty to nine o'clock, I'm at Carlton Gracie's doing my jujitsu. Um, so I don't really stop training. Uh, I think the only difference between camp and not camp is my diet changes. Hmm. That's the only thing I think that, that that's like really any different. Or and I and I run a little bit more. Um, so camp wasn't really different. Uh, we knew leading into this fight, uh, John was ten uh, line at purple belt. And he 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 looks game to fight, you know. Um, uh, I knew I knew some of the guys he fought in the amateurs, and you know this was obviously a fight that we think well we think we can win every fight, but this was something that we thought we, it was a really good matchup for us. Um, and yeah, we just we just kept working on what we do, you know. Um, we actually worked a lot of stand up just because I wanted to showcase that I've been getting better in my stand up, and that's about it. When you say stand up, oh, that- Muay Thai, boxing, give us a little bit more specifics. What do you are you working a specific facet, or is it just the genre of MMA? I'm I'm just curious. Um, the genre of MMA. Uh, my my coach, uh, Coach James, he is um, a sambo black belt, a judo black belt, and he's a box. He he was like an amateur boxer, never really pursued a career in it. Um, his main thing was his sambo, uh, combat sambo. Um, but the thing is, he he loves boxing. His whole family box. So he actually, um, 
he's actually started teaching boxing. Like I started off as a hobby and then later on became, that's what he wanted to do. Um, but his main thing was Sambo, combat Sambo. So I think that's more MMA than anything. So um, he actually teaches me his combat Sambo. We'll take uh, combat Sambo as a category. That wins. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that will do it. Like, like, he, he, like I, I had no idea what the hell that was. Like, I, I've heard of Sambo. Like, I know, like, leg locks or whatever. But then I see what they were doing. They're fighting with gi tops and short shorts, and they're punching mm-hmm. each other in the face and like taking each other's legs on set you know a lot of Talk people about say a like summer gi by the way they had that yeah. right like if you want to practice gi all year round <laughs> yeah um a lot of people think my coach is a, a boxing coach but literally they know he's more of an mma coach than a lot of guys you know um, yeah. he's been all over the he's been all over the world um you know in and in, in, like a bunch of tournaments so um when so when i say i'm working stand-up it's not just jab cross because he's a boxing coach so i'm working my kicks i'm working on my stance being able to uh like counter or or counter with a kick counter with a punch and not only that judo throws you know um instead of and, and sambo throws instead of like taking a shot where i have to lower my lower my level and catch mm-hmm. an uppercut or a knee i can stand up and throw him or take him down you know so that that's what i mean by stand up like just the whole it's just uh, I've learned so much with this guy, and it's, it's, it's been such a short amount of time. I can't wait to to see where we're at like ten years from now. Um, I mean, honestly, it's it's so cool that you're doing that because it really does flesh out your game, and you can tell just movement wise. And I'm sure that's uh, you know a point that I want to kind of reiterate. What what you're bringing up is it it just changes the dynamic of how you're used to moving. Because when somebody specializes too much in just that one section, you you see it and you feel it real quick. Yeah, and I think that. It's weird to use those those out of the blue things. Now, having said that, let's stay on the uniform for a second. I don't I don't think you're really maybe an expert to respond on this, but let's just expand on it. Why the short shorts? Because, I mean, the shorts can be a lot of different lengths, but like, they're they're pretty short, right? Dude, they're short. Yeah. Okay. I I have no idea. Like. And then why the gi top then? Like, what I, that's what I'm saying. You know? And then because like I just don't know. <laughs> guys, I just don't know. Yeah. Guys, mm-hmm. you've never been at a barbecue and you've been like, these shorts aren't doing it. I need a blazer. And then I need to fight a human <laughs> being. Like, you've never felt that? Well, Kev, I, I'm not going to say I haven't. But I also <laughs> haven't said, hey, guys, let me get down to what essentially looks like uh, some boxer briefs. But, ooh. I do need I need this gi top though because I am feeling formal. I know it's a party downstairs, mm-hmm. but it's a serious affair up top. That's it's not- just <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing because I just I'm not saying that you know now that it's established. Fine, okay. I think we all buy into it. I just want to know who the first person was that said, "Uh uh-uh, uh, gi's on, no." <laughs> Ski bottoms. My Let's legs go. Are hot as fuck. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask my coach that. Because isn't right, it well, cold in Russia? But isn't why would? Samba, like... <laughs> isn't it cold in Russia? Uh, let us like... go to our Russian correspondent, <laughs> Yab Golmenov. Yab, is it cold in Russia? In Russia, you are the problem, not the cold. 
Thanks, Yav. That's been Is It Cold in Russia with Yav. Thank you. I will never come back on this show now. One-time appearance. <laughs> Perfect. That's, that's, uh, you know, that's all we can afford with guild charges the way they are. Um, so, Al, you were also just telling us to transition in an awesome way. You're starting to prepare for a certain jiu-jitsu competition? Yeah, man. The Worlds, uh, IBJF Worlds. Um, I was actually preparing for that before the fight. Um, my coach uh, at Carlson Gracie, Andre, um, was, was, you know, I, I came back because I figured I wasn't getting a fight anytime soon because I was actually scheduled. Well, it wasn't officially in the books, but a cut, like I would say like a month earlier, uh, they, they threw out another name and like, well, would you be willing to fight him? We said, yes, of course. The person who they offered decided that he didn't want to fight me for some reason. You know, hopefully we'd get that fight. Um, so he turned us down, and uh, then I was like, oh, well, looks like I'm not getting the fight till later on. So I started focusing more on jiu-jitsu. So I asked my coach, hey, any tournaments coming up? He's like, well, the next one other than the Vegas Open would be uh, <laughs> well, like, well. Let's, let's stop here well. again because <laughs> are there any tournaments coming up? Well... Albert, I hope you're sitting down. How do you feel about taking on the world? Great. In jiu-jitsu. It's a little fun activity we like to call the world. Oh, yeah. So I can hit him in the face, though, right? Just right. with only grappling rules? No. Not at all. You can't hit him at all. Uh, okay. Well, what about kicking? Is kicking legal? No. not not. You can't kick either. In Russia, kicking is very <laughs> oh, legal. Oh, Yobsvac, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> I I have found my way back from the cold, and now I am asking question. Uh, Albert, I ask you a very important question. Yo. Okay. If you were taking on me from Russia, and I was wearing short shorts at the Worlds, yeah. what would you do? I'd wear short shorts with you. Oh, wow. what wow. an adapter. That's how a Guys, warrior that's, talks. Damn. A warrior talks so to your methods. Wow, that's that's <laughs> terrifying because you know what? Somebody's like, I see your game, whoop, and just plays the game with it. Nah, it's baller status. Uh, so why, why? let me ask you this, Albert. Why, why the Worlds? Because, you know, you're getting involved in things that make money, like MMA, and then the Worlds, kind they of like... Bellator. You know what they do? The world's actually hands you an IOU when you win. The world's like, you don't actually get money from them. By the end of it, they're like, oh, by the way, for winning the world's, you owe us another hundred bucks. So just congrats. Says you're welcome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, the, uh, why, why, uh, one, it's the world's for Christ's sakes. You know, it's like, uh, I don't, I, I wouldn't like, I, it, I guess it's known as, you know the world is like the best, the biggest tournament. Everybody like the best of the best can try try to win worlds. Um, so that that's one thing I want to. You know, I I like to be known as I'm the best. Uh, hands like period. Like in MMA, that's what I want to be the best one day. Um, you know, and and that that's the main thing. I guess the ego, the pride, or or, or just the the drive to be the best. That's 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 the one thing. Two, um, I don't know how badass would it be to be called the world champion. Yeah, in my, I'll my never language. know, but sure. <laughs> I guess it sounds badass if I'm just right? talking and, about like abstractly. And <laughs> and and I I don't just want to win my division. I'm actually gonna try and go for the open also. Just 
Because that means I'm really the badass, you know? Uh oh. Um, uh, the open yeah. what do you yep. weigh 120 pounds like obviously you put on weight for the bellator fight we know that no 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 kev he says he's eating again so he's up to 125 oh well that's right that's right 125 like that's yeah. gonna be hard to win the absolute <laughs> against a 284 pound pluck motherfucker from alliance or something yeah you're right no 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 I, I, i'll run circles around them i'll figure something out <laughs> that motherfucker got exhausted after three minutes of Albert just running around him. It was impressive. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. He got a little dizzy, fell down. Someone tried to bring him a sandwich, and Albert kicked it away, and that's how he won. That's just exactly. what I heard. Well, I I, first it. of all, we obviously endorse you uh, competing at the Worlds, uh, mostly because it is a great tournament. It does, you know, do great, great things. Um, are you also – because Kevin brought up a good point. Like how hard is it for you not to be punching? Because you, you make the sift between the two. So you're like, oh, I'm MMA today. Oh, no. I got to remember not to punch this dude even though he's wide open. Does any of that ever play a factor for you? No, man. That's like grabbing the pants when you're going nogi and the guy's wearing pants. Like you don't. What? Punch. Whoa! No, don't get, don't get personally flippant here. Howard. let's just let's keep things in a gentleman's conversation. Is all I'm saying. Albert, I'm not gonna lie. When Kevin and I were rolling the last time when he came in for my wedding, I'm not gonna say that Kevin grabbed. Uh. Gee pants, but I'm not gonna say he didn't. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, let's. This is turned into an accusation podcast, and I won't stand <laughs> for it. Wait, you guys rolled at your wedding? Uh, no, before no, 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 no. To be before, fair. Oh, okay. day before. <laughs> Although that would have been right. awesome, Albert. No. It was. It was like because I had a photographer uh, getting some photos of me and Kevin because we got customized geese, but we're very happy with. Um, so it was like yeah. literally right before and we're both putting on the geese and we're like kind of, you know, messing around like, oh, hey, here's a funny shot and let's do this. And Kevin and I had to come to an agreement, even though we were wearing the geese on the day of my wedding and it was only like three hours before I go, we probably shouldn't no do moves. Let's Nothing. not do moves. There's definitely <laughs> not enough space in this bachelor's suite. For us to get a few rounds in, Raph. <laughs> I was looking at Kevin being like, I, you know, I got a really good vantage point to just toss him right now. I could, man, I could really, really get a, uh, a drop saying on it. But it's my wedding. Yeah. Uh, I don't do know. Here. No, not today. But next time. I, I'm i going to pivot this back to Albert. Go too, ahead. Because we need to hear a little bit more about your win. Talk to us oh. about what you saw, how you felt like you dominated to bring it full circle. Tell us about – this is a big – I mean this seems big to me. Like you took a fight on short notice. Well, Kev, I, I, you know I would have loved to have seen more of Albert's fights. And I guess wouldn't before we, we all, go back to that. Wouldn't we all have loved to see more of Albert's fights? Um, but you know there was this weird thing. Where did they stick his match, Kev? Uh, the nine and three-quarter station. They put it um, just past – are you are you making a Harry Potter reference? Why would you do that? Oh, uh, because be, I believe they 
darked out the fights. <laughs> he said dark yeah. prelims. <laughs> As if it's some sort of like, hey guys, you like regular prelims? Well, these ones are dark. Like a John it's Travolta like, movie? It's like, dark, wait, magic. I'm sorry. Why is it dark? What do you mean dark? Is it... Well, I guess, yeah, I mean, Albert's, you know, I mean, sort of Hispanic. I don't think it's appropriate to, like, what whoa, are you branding whoa, whoa. the whole thing with? Whoa, and then whoa, it didn't make any whoa. sense at all. Wow, Kev. Okay. Remember who 50% of this podcast is comprised of. And That's then, what I'm let's... saying. Like, it okay. felt racist at first to me. <laughs> okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know if you're the problem or the cause, but Albert, <laughs> how do you respond to that? Yeah, it was unfortunate. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> a lot of people wanted to see that fight. You know, um, shit, I don't know what to say about it. Um, Were you the last oh, fight to go on? Yeah, that was the absolutely like like the last fight. Okay, because um, this is important to talk about. Because for me, I was stoked to like watch you, and I always have to do the time adjustment that Bellator does because they're usually recording in like. Uh, Central America, or not Central America, they're Central Time Zone. <laughs> they're, they're in Colombia, guys. They have the budget to go there. Uh, no, they're usually in Central Time. And when that's the, the case. Of Nicaragua. I'm sorry, I would love it if they were in Central America. Absolutely. That would add some really unique talent scouting to the next fight prelim. So the hard part for me is I always do the adjustment, and they normally do the prelims beforehand. But they're on the West Coast this time which meant they were going on Pacific time, and they usually put them at about earlier because they usually have to air earlier on the East Coast. So that's the reason why we had dark prelims, which <laughs> I guess, whatever, that's fine. But when they put your fight on there, that means that normally that spot that during a fight they have to fill time, they would normally put a prelim in there and say, hey, by the way, you might have missed this really sick knockout from this really cool guy, by the way. So I guess my question to you, Albert, is, is the crowd there? Like, what's happening? Do people leave because now they've seen the main event and they're like, now, who wants to stay for dark prelims? I stay for normal prelims. Thank you. <laughs> um, there, 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 there was a crowd. It, it, wasn't, um, it wasn't like the whole, like, not even close to being the whole stadium. It was about the size of, I would say, like, an amateur event. Like, there was still a, a good, good amount of people because um, – my opponent, like well, it could have been because of us, but uh, my opponent used to work for Bellator, and he it seemed like half of the building was like for him there was for him anyways, um, and then I had my guys, um, and then a lot of the, like the natives, like the guys who live in that area who hang out there, I know they stayed for the fight, um, so it wasn't like, yeah, it was it was it was empty, but it wasn't too empty. They, they had, it was there was still a crowd. Um, and I guess some people that bought their ticket, they, you know, they want to get their money's worth, so they stay too. Thank God, um, because that's a big concern to me is, you know, as a performer, I know what it's like to go up after a certain comic will clear out the audience, let's say nicely. And then you look around, you go, oh, shit. Nicely. Oh, fuck. So for me, I, I'm thinking, you know, part of you, you're, you're a person who who pleases crowds, you know, you, you go out there, you put on a good show. So it's got to be different, I guess, is where I'm going. But on the same vein, I will compliment you because all of your Instagram stuff, all the stuff that you were putting up, you look the most relaxed going into this fight. You 
like I don't know if you were humming or singing, but you definitely just had <laughs> one Instagram where you just shook your head for like ten seconds, and then what'd you say at the end of it? Uh, I, I think I was like fight time, baby, or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're but I mean, about. you literally I just the like sheer amount of tank tops posted like, <laughs> sent an aura of relaxation. If I, I just if I were guessing Albert going kind of yeah, we ready. That are like, dude, is, is he gonna like? Because you almost look like you're comfortable enough to have just won a rap battle and then get into fighting. And I'm just like, dude, this kid is sick. He's not even phased day of. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I've, uh, I don't know, man. I, I've, I've, I've gotten to a point where it's this. I, I, you know, this is what I love to do, and then this. That's the fun part. Even yeah, honestly, honestly, training's fun for me. Like everything's fun for me. This is like, I love doing this. So it's not really scary. It's not really. Of course, there's that there's that little bit of nerves. I'm about to fight in front of like my family, and they're nervous, so it makes me nervous. But it's not really. Um, I'm not scared. I'm not. I'm not like. I don't have anxiety. It's just. It's just time to go have fun. Time to um, you know, showcase all the hard work I've done, and um you know, prove to people that I can do it and that I will be, you know, a champion one day. So it's really, it's, it's not, it's not, it's nothing anymore. It's not nothing, but it won't, it doesn't phase me, I guess. That's awesome. That's good. It doesn't phase me. But, I and, like your but, spirit um, about this. He's so yeah. much tougher. Um, Sorry, but, but the cool thing is, um, um, one of the promoters and, and a lot of the people, they told us that, you know, our fight was their favorite fight of the night. So, you know, the, the, for those who left, ha ha, you know, and for those who stayed, thank you guys, you know, um, it looked good. It looked good on both of our parts because one on me, you know, my first fight was people loved it cause there was blood. And then this fight, well, there was blood also in this fight. Um, and it was just action packed cause you know, John was no, no pushover, man. That guy, he took a lot of hits, you know, he, I, he was in a lot of bad situations and never gave up, man. He was tough. What? For you, is there a moment when you're like, I've hit you enough. You're done, right? Like, you could stop fighting now because I don't want to hit you anymore. You're done, right? And then they keep pushing through it. Um, he was tough. Uh, yeah. It, it, uh, um, I'm pretty sure you guys seem like the, the, the finish, right, in the third round where I'm mount, where I'm Well, mounted. I don't know. Kevin saw it on SureDog, so who knows I what fight he ended up watching. research moment and Kevin just looked over it. missed research. Oh, yeah, I was about oh. to say. I was like, redeem that one, Kevin. No, I like the idea that Kevin probably saw a brownish hue fighter <laughs> on the screen and was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Albert. It's definitely, yeah, I got it. Brown people, thank you. Oh shit! That's my God. <laughs> How dare you? With no, his distinctive but, um, tattoos, I know that 135 pound beast. Whenever I see him. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, John. Uh, I mean, um, I, I had him. I had him mounted. Um, I had his back uh, flattened out, like laying punches into him, and 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 you know, Big John McCarthy didn't stop it, and and I actually got called. Um, hitting him in the back of the head like three times I, they actually stood us up one time because i kept because he kept moving like like I, I couldn't get a clear shot and when i did like i hit him and then he'd move his head again and i hit him in the back of the head i was hitting that guy that much where i had no control of my punches and he did not he never stopped the whole fight um 
Yeah, wow. he was dope. He was tough, man. I, I give him respect. Uh, yeah, he got he got my respect. A, he got your respect. Is there a moment when like you're you know fighter to fighter and nobody else can hear anything, but as you're punching him and maybe you have him inside or maybe you have him mounted, you could just be like, if you stop fighting back, you can be done. But until then, <laughs> I'm going to keep punching you. But we can stop this if you just quit. I, I was definitely thinking that, dude. <laughs> like, I, I swear, I was, I was thinking that because, like, I, I kind of fucked up. Um, the night before, I, you know, I, 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 I ate. Um, I, I'm not gonna go into detail of what I ate, but I ate a lot. Um, I, I, I had at least two milkshakes. I could throw that in because that was like the big thing. Um, so I definitely felt that shit, and I remember. Um, after the first round, um, I go to the corner and my coach is like, "Okay, okay, so you know what happened?" And I was, he's like, "How do you feel?" I was like, "I feel good, but I'm a little tired." He's like, "Why are you tired?" I was like, "I I drank too many fucking milkshakes," <laughs> and <laughs> and he started laughing and, and and so that that cleared it up and then uh and, and then we went back into it and then I, I remember um uh, during the third round I got my lip busted uh I, an accidental headbutt um, busted up in my lip. And um, we went to the back, and uh, they were stitching. Uh, I had to get stitched up, and my coach is like, hey, "Oh yeah, you started clowning on me about the damn milkshakes and shit, man." So he's like, "Oh yeah, you were bragging about them while you fucking drinking them, but now you're bitching about them, dude." I felt those fucking milkshakes. It was, it was pretty bad. I, I'm gonna ask a stupid question, yeah. but would you have performed better without the milkshakes? I don't know, man. I feel like that gave me the power, though. Like, I was gonna say, like this, you can't you can't understate how important they might have been. Like you're giving them an evil villain cause, but maybe because Kev, I don't know if secret. you're picking up where I'm going with this is, but drink milkshakes right before a major I'm, fight. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, yes, oh. all of my major fights, but I'm thinking now. The next time we roll with him, I was going to say if that was going to deter him a little bit, I was going to be like, ooh, Albert, you got to down at least one milkshake before we roll again. <laughs> Maybe bring but him now, a milkshake. Like, I see no, what you're uh, saying. But the Dude, thing I is now gassy. that I know it empowers him, eh, I don't think so. I was gassy, bro. So if we're rolling, I, like it's different. Like we're not on TV. I'll fart on you. I'm not tripping. <laughs> <laughs> we're not on – because that's a concern when you're on TV is that you're going to fart on the guy. The man's a professional, yeah. Raph. Dude, like, He's got an image that's... to protect. You yeah, don't want to be a really... Yoel Romero or anything? <laughs> oh. That's cold. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, man. I'm just no, looking out for you, man. And thank you for letting me know about that. Because, yes, you were gassy. Because I wasn't quite sure if that was part of the story. But now I also understand that when you tell a coach that. Because we all wonder what you talk about when you get to the corners. So now, well, now we know. Thank you for that insight. And you're welcome, Verbal Tap listeners. Yeah, me, 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 and my coach have some interesting uh, conversations in the corner. You know, I hate we're you like, imagine. Uh, that's like, like it's 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 gone to a point where like we're like uh, I'd say like brothers or even like father and son. We're like in like we, we talk a little bit about technique and then we're talking about bullshit to get our mind off this fight and then get back into the next round. Um, yeah, it was cool, man. It, it was an awesome experience. Well, oh, speaking and- about farts. There's another funny thing. We're we're in the back. And, Go on. Uh, mm-hmm. We were in the back, uh, getting ready for the doctor to get me stitched up, and he's he's over there. And I was like, "Yo, doc, 
uh, I think we got this on film. I'll send it to you. I was like, yo, Doc, um, you mind if I get up and walk to the back? Because, you know, I got I got bubble guys. <laughs> I was holding it in the whole fight. And the doctor looks at me. He says, I'm a doctor. He's like, you can fart, bro. I smell worse than that. Go ahead. I'm not, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so he started stitching me up, and I farted. <laughs> and he didn't trip, dude. It was just funny as hell. He didn't trip. He's yeah. so you want to be a fight doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're, we're just getting exclusives left and right here. I just, yeah, there's a lot about the internal <laughs> fight world knows. that's going on Nobody right here. Nobody knows what's really going on with uh, inside of the mind of the young warrior here. But So, Albert, mm-hmm. tell us what's next and where people can find you while they're uh, – Trying to follow your insane potential. You could fight at any minute. That's what we know now. We know he could pick up a fight at any second. Yeah, and everybody knows that. And, and or every, if you don't know, you know, you'll find out. I, I will fight anywhere, um, anyone. But my coach has, you know, my coach says anyone if the money's right because you know it, it is okay. a business. Um, but you can find me on Instagram. Uh, recently just changed it. It's Al underscore the warrior one thirty five. Um, Facebook, Albert Morales. Uh, follow me and uh, like my fan page. Um, things coming up. I got worlds. And then, um, you know, look for me on that podium in the open weight and in my weight. And then, um, yeah, do you want me to shout out my sponsors and stuff like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool, awesome. They're paying the bills. Let's do it. Yeah, you're right. Um, Shout out to uh, Black House. That's where I get my MMA done. Carlson Gracie family, uh, especially South Bay. Coast Fitness, Gone 3, uh, 10-8 Security. Big help for this fight, man. No idea. Um, Globiont, awesome company. Uh, Virus Quest, like Quest Nutrition, Quest Training. Uh, No Reason, you know, made my awesome warrior hat. Uh, special shout-outs to my coach, Coach James. Love you, man. Uh, Tony Padilla, um, owner of Sparstar and the guy who helps me get to my Bellator fights. Daniel, my mentor. My wifey, Vanessa. My little brother, Alex, who came with me and like helped me cut the weight and ate chips in front of me. You fucker, but still. He was <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Al, is this the same brother who grabs the gi pants? No, 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 no. That's Michael. No, no, no. That oh, guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Michael too, man. He, you know, <laughs> he's always there. You know. Um, and then shout out to my whole family, man. You guys included. You guys are part of Team Warrior. You know. Um, even though, you know, some guys can't make it to the fights. You know, some people couldn't watch the fight. Um, you know, from home, like you guys are always there, either on social media, always wishing me good luck, and I love every single one of you guys, and. You know, when I succeed, we all succeed, including you guys. You guys are, like I said, part of the family, too. So thank Dude, you. Dude, look thanks. at that, Kev. We just won this weekend. I was going to say, <laughs> we'll take it. I'll, yeah, I'll get the Warrior Morales. Yeah. We're Team Albert. It. We rolled with him. <laughs> hey, no reason we wouldn't take complete responsibility, Raph. <laughs> we, we've been a part of that situation. We, we didn't need permission. We were going to do it anyway. But <laughs> yeah, we sweet. are. We tweeted it out, but we do appreciate that he's post days giving us, of course. Well, Albert, always fans, and uh, we we respect anyone that's willing to pick up a fight on three weeks and then fight in Worlds. Throw the gi on. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Of course you're going to do that. Of course. Uh, Why wouldn't I? 
with the gi? Are you like how much gi training are you getting in? I, I get gi training every day. Hey, that's yeah. he's just flirting with us now, Raph. Now he's just flirting. He's just Kevin's trying just to bad earn because our favor. Uh, he's slowly he's getting excited for no gi season. So <laughs> he's just happy that people can't hold him down using a gi right now. Uh, so sure, whatever, Kev. Not the point. Albert, mm-hmm. big fans. Oh. We'll be watching. Uh, thanks for swinging by the podcast. Oh, hey, Albert. I had one last thing I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you're no stranger to playing against Kevin in Over Under Kevin. Yeah. I still I owe wanted... you, by the way. I haven't forgotten. Yeah. I haven't forgotten wow. either. Wow. I just, I, just, I, just got, I just got the fight. I was just going to bring that up. But I, yeah. I just want to let that speak. Go for it. Okay. Well, thank you. I I will go first um, because, yes, you have not completed your side of the bet. And, uh, you know, it is timely because the Filipino wrecking ball just – he he just retired this weekend. You know, and and that – I was going to bring that up. (laughs) You Wait. Albert, first of all, it's very, very lucky on your part. It's not like you gave Mark Munoz the idea of like, hey, can you retire so that it can be timely again? Because I totally fucked up and didn't do this yet. <laughs> you wrote him a really nice note. <laughs> it's like, do you mind retiring for 30 years of MMA? Yeah, it was so, beautiful though. I saw it. I- so we're excited to see your video and it is coming soon, right? Yeah, it's coming soon. Real soon. Okay. Okay. So we will we will look out for that. Kevin's about to embark on another over-under Kevin uh, do you have any words of advice for him right now? Because it is the UFC card this weekend, the 187. You know, oh. it's a big card. Dude, I, I, I don't know. I, I got no advice. Because I, I lost. Dude, what, what, what kind of advice can I give you? Amen. I don't know. Maybe I thought you fucking learned. Hey, you well, you learned 100% of the ways not to be, I, I, dude, mess I, with I, me. I realized, you learn. I realized that I suck at picking fights, dude. I realized that because um, I've been I, I pick fights all the time with my like with my mentor Daniel and everybody and I fucking lose. <laughs> Unless it's like the like 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 Demetrius Johnson, you know, like I'll I'll obviously then I'll win, I'll get that fight. But like, dude, like I, I don't know, I suck, dude. Well, if you're saying Demetrius Johnson, let me ask a question: Are you better with fighters closer to your weight class, maybe? Um. No, just bad all over. Yeah, I think so. I think just, I think I, okay. I think just betting with DJ is just that's just guaranteed. <laughs> well, sweet. Well, Kevin's going to embark on that. We're going to transition over there shortly. But um, our thanks to you as always, uh, Albert. Thank you for dropping by the podcast. We always love it when you come in, man. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun, Raph. You let me sort of pick the over-under opponent. Can I say why? Kind of. Yeah, please say why. Okay. Um, You know when you let a kid bowl without bumpers and it's terrible? Sure. And you realize the only way they'll have a chance is maybe if they put up a set of bumpers themselves? Yeah. No, I don't quite follow the construction, but I do like where your head's at. But... Here's what I did. I knew another purple belt, also mm-hmm. a comedian, and I saw him uh, absolutely destroy in what was called like a, a rap battle, but obviously it was like a comedian on comedian. 
And I saw him okay. just decimate an older comedian, which was really funny. So I decided, I was like, that's going to be the person. Because I'm hoping to unleash him on you, me, and just the viewers in general. Okay. So we have comedian slash asshole Joe Gilpin on the podcast this evening. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I guess I'm the bumpers, if I follow the analogy correctly. You did uh, that yeah. how it went? Oh, okay, yeah, he followed it way better than I did. I had no clue who the bumpers were. Yeah, I think I'm the bumpers, you're the little kid, and I believe Roth is the bowling ball, if I'm getting this correct. <laughs> uh, it was a good try. However, Joe, welcome to the <laughs> podcast. It's a pleasure to have you, despite your inability to do a correct metaphor. But um, let me ask you this. Uh, have you had the chance to roll with Kevin yet? I actually haven't. I'm really looking forward to it. You're out with uh, Andrew... Uh, Andrew Cohea, right? Down in Virginia? Yeah. yeah. Right on. I'm up with uh, Fernando Yamasaki at the Yamasaki Academy, and we're definitely going to have to figure it out soon. I've definitely heard of that academy, I think. It's fun right? fact. Yamasaki, Raph, am I getting that right? It's a you, fairly well, known name. Just like mild yeah. to... Okay. People yeah. are aware of we're it. Start it up. Is... We're startup. We're startup. Yeah, like an up-and-comer, but like a brown belt with potential. It's like a... Yeah, <laughs> So, Joe, you've only, you know, you haven't rolled with Kevin. You've, you've seen him in person. Uh, what do you think are his defining traits as a jiu-jitsu practitioner? Good looks. Uh, his defi- sure, the good looks, the beard. Yeah. Uh, it, it's important to keep good hygiene, which I don't think he does. <laughs> no, uh, no, he doesn't. Sure, he has the guitar, which I know he uses on stage for comedic purposes. I'm assuming when people... Uh, Bow and shake hands. He uses that to El Kabong them. Correct. In, uh, He's one hundred percent correct. I don't ever go into a jujitsu match without the guitar. That's correct. Sure. Well, it's that old saying: uh, take a black belt, hit them with a guitar, they're a brown belt. Hit them with a guitar again, <laughs> they're a purple belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's Carlson Gracie. I'll have to check the. Right. If I recall, yeah. it was uh, the esteemed jujitsu practitioner, the honky tonk man, who once said. <laughs> <laughs> Teach a man to jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Live forever. Hit the man with a guitar on the top of his head. Watch him lose his rank. Uh, Joe, I-, I find you immensely entertaining, but Kev, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think it's somewhat disarming I allowed you to pick your opponent? Yeah, I'm pretty nervous about that. Like, I feel like it's one of those situations where you'd like let me set my fantasy football lineup, and I'm nervous. <laughs> Because I thing felt is, like maybe Kevin, I should have picked someone that wasn't quite as funny. Like I didn't have anyone that was like in the medium funny range. What? That he is not only being chummy with you, but is totally making you feel way, way, way relaxed to the point where you're not concentrating on the game, Kev. Now, here's the good news. I've seen like how brutal he is if like challenged with that. So I'm actually still focused on the game. I'm focused. Wow. Okay. If I could, I think what you're referring to, Kyle, you were there for one of the uh, roast battles, right? That's what you're talking about? Yes, yes. Did you yeah. just call me Yeah, Kyle? I guess it's... Because uh... <laughs> that'll keep us from getting chummy in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah, I did this uh, series of roast battles that uh, Kevin <laughs> mentioned. And uh, I think the night you saw, I faced the uh, venerable Wes Martens in the first round. Yes. I ended up winning the whole Correct. thing in the D.C. area roast champion. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that big of an asshole, I thought. 
And then, <laughs> and then I won this, it? and it turns out I, I'm like the best asshole. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> he was yeah. so mean and so funny that night. It's wow, a it's a categorization that only Lindsay Lohan has ever had in her life as well, <laughs> but for different reasons, guys. I don't want to go into that. Um, Joe, <laughs> let me let me tell you this: you are engaging, you are funny, you sound smarter than Kevin. So maybe what Kevin doesn't realize is he's not just playing the game for fun. He's playing to keep his position as co-host. <laughs> yeah, I can be replaced in a second by someone else from this region who is also. You're just bringing in another regional purple belt, just dropping them yeah. in. Substitute. Yeah. See if anyone even notices. It could be months before. Yeah. Oh, I so. can guarantee you somebody would be like, this show got funnier. <laughs> I don't really understand. <laughs> Like, the two hosts actually are funny. As what happens to the, one the interruptions and the, like, brief explanations on the chalkboard? I don't know. but I don't know. Well, okay, guys. Um, before we start, I just got one more question for you, Joe. I'm, I want to know how we got into jiu-jitsu before we start also. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Can I, I was going to ask you one more question. But yeah. That's sure. Fine. No, Kevin, please. Go ahead. Uh, I started in jiu-jitsu. I actually come from a wrestling background. I wrestled uh, all through high school. I dabbled a little bit in college. And I just, I love the UFC. I thought it was a really natural form of competition. You know, I, I always saw people, like, playing football or playing basketball, and when they'd get mad, they'd be like, ah, well, I could still, you know, I could still kick his ass in a fight. I could still beat the shit out of him. But I've never seen somebody, like, get beat the shit in an octagon and be like, ah, I could still probably, like, beat him in a basketball game. So clearly fighting is the number one sport. Uh, and it's the, it's just a fun way to keep wrestling, keep grappling, and, Keep having fun that way. That's awesome. I'll take it. That's very, very cool. I like that. So now uh, back to my question, which was way more important. What qualifies you to be a UFC expert for our game purposes here today? (laughs) Okay. I've I've mentioned this to Kevin. I don't want to sound like I'm uh, obsessive or autistic, even though I like pretty much am. Uh, Say it exactly how you said it to me, please. Okay, I've seen every UFC. Yeah, I've seen every UFC <laughs> fight that has occurred since UFC 40. So that what is what I think qualifies me. That's oh, everything like, through oh, favor well, versus Edgar. Yeah, he's it. Oh, cool. I just I didn't know that I have eyes was going to be your rationale, but you know what? Sometimes uh, vision of sight is is enough to beat Kevin. So I've watched let's go a lot. Do it. That you're going to leave it on. I watched a lot. I've watched. What do you want me to say, man? You look at like an NFL head coach. They're not like built-up dudes, but they're still good at picking football players and stuff. I'm really bad at oh, no. sports metaphors. I just realized. Yeah. Uh, what do I have to say about you not being super athletic, like a football player equivalent to a coach? I don't know. I just thought you'd have something clever to say. Hmm. It, it, I'm like the most ridiculously unathletic person. I do well at jujitsu, and everybody's like, oh, you know, you have a little bit of athleticism. I don't because I think athletic people, things are supposed to, like, come really easily to them, and I think they're not supposed to, like, have to try three times to get up off of a couch. Like, I think that must be a measure <laughs> of athleticism. Like, sure. they're like one couch and one couch try and they're up, right? I've never yeah. been that. See, uh, I'm always a guy like my no, water bottle is slightly out of I'll tell you this right now. I don't believe a word you just said because when you started by saying that you have a wrestling background, I all of that is invalid. No, thank you. 
I have a wrestling background, and I wrestled for a really long time. And I had a moderate amount of success, but that's only because I worked really, really, really hard. None of it came from, like, natural athleticism. I was never a guy who won, like, a pretty match. Every match I I won seemed like a total fluke. How dare you? I will not stand for somebody on this podcast to be more self-deprecating than me about their jujitsu. Okay? Do you understand that? I'm very self-deprecating about my jujitsu. I've never won a match where it's not a fluke. Including over, like, a first-day white belt. (laughs) Listen, I... Do not believe you. And uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of offended. I think at this point now I'm actually starting to get there. But you know what, Joe? It, it really doesn't matter because I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're here to take on Kevin. Let's cue music. And now it's time for the thrilling installment of Over Kevin. Kevin. Guys, in case you're new to over under kevin let me go ahead and explain what the rules are it's very simple we go all the way down randomly the ufc pay-per-view card and this one it's going to be ufc 187 and so like i said we pick the fights randomly and each participant will have 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win if i so feel it i will give them 15 seconds of rebuttal time that is pretty much the premise it's best out of 12 and we will have tiebreakers and we'll go over that once we get there uh gentlemen do you understand the rules yeah, they're moronic, but I get them. Yeah, I totally understand. Let's do it. Great. Um, I'm really glad that uh, Kevin really thinks they're moronic, even though they're pretty standard. So, you know. And he may that. have been the one to think them up. <laughs> so let's do this. Um, before we go, any last words of uh, shit talking, Kevin? Yeah, I think Joe understands that he is going up against someone that's been blessed with natural talent. That's the frustrating thing here. And uh, if the NBA playoffs have taught us anything, natural talent wins over uh, the other thing. Well said, Kevin. Thank Joe? You. For me, uh, I'm much better than Kevin. I'm much better looking. I'm funnier. And I'm going to be way better at picking fights. It's just uh, it's a natural progression of things. Oh, well, that, that couldn't have... Heard any better words that say Kevin is the worst, so I'm a fan. Let's go ahead and start the game. Gentlemen, we're going to start with our first fight. It is a welterweight fight between Dong Yong Kim and Josh Berkman. Kevin, you are starting off with 15 seconds on the clock. Go. I pick anyone whose nickname is the Stun Gun. Dong Hyun Kim for the victory. Also, you know, he's got the reach advantage. I like it. Dong Hyun okay. Kim. <laughs> Dong Hyun okay. Kim. Dong. Dong is who I... Oh, All right. All right. We're going to go over uh, to Joe. Jody, who do you have in this? 15 seconds, go. Yeah, I'm going to pick Dong Young Kim. Uh, Only question is, is he like old, boring Dong Young Kim, or is he going to come out like a crazy whirlwind of violence like he's been his last couple of fights? Josh Berkman probably shouldn't be in the UFC anymore. Last time he won a UFC fight. Crank That by Soldier Boy was the number one song on the charts. Wow. So he's he's a little up there. (laughs) We got a regular Casey Kasem with us here tonight. Um, I was going to say, anyone that quotes Soldier Boy as a rationale for fighting should probably vote for Josh Berkman. If uh, we're being honest, like you should wow. be his number one fan. Let me ask you this, though. How did you describe it? It was a whirlwind of violence or a cyclone of violence? That sounds about right, yeah. Okay, Kev, what is a cyclone of violence? Uh, cyclone of violence is, I think, if we're going back to Soldier Boy, crank that. 
is like the definition. Just listen to it. That's a cyclone mm-hmm. of violence. Mm. Cool. So you get to crank that all over. That really um, didn't come out right, but you know what I mean. No. No, no, I don't think we do. You're alone on that one. Don't try and bring us I'm into alone that. on that one? I'll be here on my island because I'm correct. You'll know exactly what I mean after this fight. You're going to look back like he really did crank it all over him. Fair enough. Um, okay. I hope okay. that's exactly what I say. I, uh, I genuinely do. Well, there, I mean, it, it, there's an interesting side bet for audience members who want to play. So <laughs> congratulations, everybody. Let's go to our yeah, next fight. Okay. It's a it's a flyweight match between John Dodson and Zach Makowski, and we're going to start with you on this one, Joe. Go. Uh, I love guys who are so fast they look like they're in fast forward, and so far away they look like they're uh, so small they look like they're far away. I'm actually going to pick Makowski for the upset. I think Dodson's been out for a while, and Makowski's a really dangerous fight to come back to. I'm going to pick fun size by decision. Okay. Kev? Uh, come on. John Dodson trains. He's like the last person not in jail from the Jackson MMA camp. He's obviously going to come. Soon. Rep- oh, is it? Oh, shit. Sorry. Sorry. But either way, I think he's going to come and represent. You think he's going to come and represent? Um, he's got no okay. choice. How else are they going to keep rent on the gym at this rate? God, Kevin. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay, Joe. Let me ask you this. Does training at Greg Jackson's give John Donson any kind of redeeming fight factor that he could surprise you with? Because they're always great at strategy there. They're always great at strategy. They get a lot of cardio from running from the cops. Uh, I think he's going to come in in great shape, but uh, I just don't think he's going to have enough for a very underrated Makovsky. All right. All right. Uh, Would you say so underrated? That he's a fun size version of rated, like compared to the normal. He's fun rated. He's underrated. <laughs> underrated. Um, Kevin, I'm going to give you 15 seconds to respond to underrated. John Anik is going to steal that. I have no response. That's better than anything we've said recently. Ladies and gentlemen, we definitely have a underrated card here for you today. I know because I'm a giant tool. That's Let's go to our really next good. Fight. That sounded exciting. That was a pretty solid Anik. That was a pretty solid John Anik. Gents, yeah. this is not my first rodeo. I do impressions here. It's my job. Yeah. But thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to our next fight, Kev. It is 15 to you. It is Donald Sorone versus John Medesi. You. Shut up. I don't know how Medesi got in this fight or who he blew or what happened, but I love Canada, except I don't. Donald Cerrone drinks beer to the night of the fight. That is who I choose until he is no longer able to stand in the cage. Donald <laughs> Which, Cerrone. if he drinks enough beer, could... Should be any day now, pending, yeah, pending his capacities. Oh my God. Uh, Joe, I got 15 on the clock where you go. Uh, love Donald Cerrone. I love anybody who uh, uh, fights 3,000 times per year, twice per card. Uh <laughs> My he guess is, is he spends a total of two minutes not wearing his cowboy hat. Early night for him. He gets it done. Okay. Okay. So this is uh, uh, Donald Cerrone appreciation party, I see, yeah? Yeah, I feel really uncomfortable agreeing with Kevin, though. You should. Um, I'm going to give you 15 <laughs> seconds to say something disparaging at Kevin's uh, expense. You can do it in rap form because I've heard you apparently rap. So I'll take it in 15 guess, seconds. Go. I guess it was called a roast battle, but. It was a roast battle. I didn't rap. 
For the record, I never rapped. Uh, Kevin looks like a guy who would be a white rapper, though, but he wouldn't quite be good enough. Kevin looks like the first guy that would lose an eight mile. Ooh. Hold on. Kev? Kev? Uh, he's actually no, not no, no, wrong. Kev, Kev, I... Kev, give me a second. Um, okay. Hey, uh, Joe, can you do me a favor? I gave you some uh, soundproof uh, headphones earlier. You did. Do you yeah, mind you putting did. those on real quick? No problem. Okay, thank you. Uh, Kev. Yeah. That was like the sickest burn of like all time. Like he so fucking got you. What? What are you talking about? No, I like was, you, you know, look like the one. guy from white, like one mile or eight mile, whatever the fuck it is. Seven Detroit. Mile. Nobody cares. Well, yeah. Seven <laughs> Who can mile, remember? Huge, uh, <laughs> prequel to eight mile that not many people got to see. <laughs> it was directed. It's a DVD to release. It was a DVD release. But Kev, here's the thing. You got to come back strong. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you have anything planned out that you want to say to him in retort? Because I'm going to put it back to you in like a few seconds. Not specifically. I'm glad oh you took God. time out to point well, that out, though. Thanks. Tell me something about him that we can make fun of. I don't know. Uh, where's striped shirts? Like okay. Dwight right. from The Office? I don't. This is a lost cause. All right, all right. I'm putting it back on. Hey, uh, Joe, can you hear me? I can. I just happened to take those off. Good timing. Oh, great timing. Thank you. Um, Joe, okay, because uh, Kevin is incapable of making fun of you, uh, I'm going to give you 15 seconds to have you say what Kevin should say back to you. 15 on the clock, go. Uh, I look like a transgender version of Velma from Scooby-Doo. I understand it's a very visual joke. <laughs> he does have the bull haircut, you know. All right, it's that it's was pretty good. bullish. That was good enough for me. Right, Kev, if I'm being real, uh, yeah. your hosting ship is dangerous. <laughs> you're, you're like, I'm 50, 70, no longer interested in this part. Oh, my God. This is, this is rough. All right, Joe, we're going to go back to you. The next fight is a flightweight fight. It is between Joseph Benavides and John Moraga. Go. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick uh, Jay Bay. Joe, uh, Joseph Benavidez by decision. I just hope that like the night of the fight when he wins, we can't put like a title belt on him because he's never going to beat Johnson, but maybe we could put like a tiara on him so he feels like prom queen or something because he's just he's just the also ran plain Jane of the division. Wow. Wow. That, I, that was insulting on several levels. Uh, <laughs> Kev, I'm going to go ahead and put 15 on the clock for you on that. No, swift kick in the nuts to the Benavidez family. I'm going to go with John Moraga for the exact op- for the same reason. I don't think Joseph Benavidez is that caliber of fighter anymore. John Moraga's young. He's got a much better ground game. Look out for the height. Okay, okay. Um, do you have something for that, Joe? No, that's pretty fair. I mean, Moraga's a very tough guy, you know. But uh, I just think Joseph Benavidez is still going to have it. Interesting that his partner, uh, uh, his training partner, Uriah Faber, just lost. I always look at people who uh, fight in the same camp when somebody loses right before them. <laughs> you and your analysis. <laughs> I know. I'm bringing, I'm bringing a, a knife to a balloon fight. <laughs> a knife to a balloon fight. I see you've, uh, you've played Kevin or Fantasy Camp uh, A condom before. to a sex match, if we're using the metaphor correctly. Well, Kevin I really is feel exhausted. like we all need to Google what metaphor means. <laughs> I do too. Before I we do we, another podcast. The two of us say for sure not. Uh, some correctly. of us more than others. Yeah. I'm just going to. 
I'm gonna let the audience rank in their head who they think should probably be <laughs> who the, first the metaphor check. captains are on this particular podcast. Yep. Uh, Kev, I've decided that since uh, what he said was so good, I'm not giving you 15 seconds. So we're going to go to our next fight. Perfect. And it is a welterweight fight between Mike Pyle and Colby Covington. 15 go. I stick with the Pyle family as long as they're willing to keep that douchey haircut. Mike Pyle, quicksand. Yes, for some sort of victory, but it's not going to be a hair thing. Okay. Okay. I'm going to switch over to you, Joe. 15 go. Uh, I get to disagree with Kevin. This is my sweet spot. Uh, I'm going to pick Colby Covington. It pains me to pick against a guy with a mullet. It also pains me to pick anybody named Colby to win a fight. But that's exactly what I'm doing. Covington's a great wrestler from Oregon State. He's super strong. I think he's going to make a lot of a lot of waves in this division. I'm picking Colby Covington to kind him out in the third. Have you seen his tattoo that I just saw? Uh, oh, it's ridiculous. It's utterly to... ridiculous. It's perfect for a guy named Colby. It's perfect for a guy named Colby. If you it showed me a guy with that tattoo and said, what's his name? Colby. It looks what, like it cost him 25 deal, cents at a pizza parlor to get that tattoo. That is a shitty tattoo. Sorry. I have to ask, though, Joe, what's up with the Colby hate? Like, why do you not enjoy that name? Because there's been several slams at it. Oh, I just think it's like a weird uh, – I'm sure like the first tournament I go to, the first guy I see is going to be named Colby, by the way. Uh, I, I think it's just a weird, weak kind of name. I'm very particular about which names I like, and that definitely uh, influences which fighters I pick. Okay, okay. Well, if you're very uh, influenced by people's names, uh, what makes you of Kevin's name? What makes you of that – what is the first thing that comes to mind? Go. The first thing that comes to my mind, uh, actually probably my high school wrestling coach, Kevin Dorsey, and about how uh, Kevin Phillips will never live up to that. Wow. Also ran. <laughs> oh, my God. Kevin, your response? Joe Giplin sounds like something you'd say on accident. Like, if you sneeze, that's what would come out. Let's not compare. Sure. Things. My last name is Gilpin, but sure. <laughs> well, see? I agree. Joe Giplin is something you would say by accident. <laughs> Kilvin still sounds like something a dolphin would shout at its handler when it's like, do you want another fish? <laughs> oh. It's like Kevin is really in a knife fight with a spork, and this is amazing <laughs> to watch in front of my eyes. <laughs> All right. Joe, we're going to go back to you on this one, and uh, I'm interested. You actually get 20 seconds on this one. It is a, the highly anticipated fight between Chris Weidman and Vitor Belfort. 20 on the clock, go. Uh, biggest question of the night is, of course, what hairstyle Vitor Belfort is going to possibly show up with. I'm hoping just like crazy giant afro. Uh, I, I've actually heard inside word that Vitor Belfort might, uh, I, I, from what I understand, he doesn't have knees anymore. So he can't sprawl. So I really think that Chris Weidman's just going to beat the shit out of him here. I really think it's going to be first round, two minute submission, take his back, choke him out. That's my pick. All right, all right, Kev, twenty, go. Raph, I'm stuck because okay. on one hand, you know, you know how I feel about old fighters. Uh, not my favorite milieu, and we're talking about the quintessential oldest fighter on the planet. I think, like, I think Jesus would fight Vitor Belfort, and they'd be like. Will Vitor be able to hang in there amongst his agile youth? Oh my God. <laughs> I got to stick with Chris Weidman on this. I just can't. There's no way I can pick Vitor Belfort to win this fight. 
I don't think a lot of people can. Um, is are they drug testing before the fight? Have we talked about? Like... Good question. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is Vitor's first fight off the TRT, which means he's going to have a he's going to lose a lot of muscle mass. I don't think he's going to have any problem making weight for 155, let alone 185. Losing all the TRT muscle. I hope he cool. looks like Dan Henderson and just swings, misses, breaks a rib, falls. Let me let me ask you this though, uh, because I'm I'm interested in it. Since we're now taking, uh, I guess, side bets. Um, <laughs> when does Vitor fail the drug test? Before or after? I'll start with you. Oh. <laughs> I think he gets hit so hard in the stomach that he pees himself and fails the test during the fight. <laughs> okay, Kev, your thought. <laughs> Fails during the fight is awesome. Sets a record. He sets a UFC record. Most drug tests failed during fights. At one, <laughs> didn't think it could be done, but he pissed steroids right out of the it octagon. They weren't even going to test it; it was glowing green. <laughs> yeah. They're for sure going to wait until two weeks after to announce that Vitor Belfort failed due to cocaine. Yeah, they're they're going to wait for the gate to clear. Something called dick sperm cock and semen that they can't yeah. quite transfer down to where wow. it's from but it seems to be <laughs> orange and disgusting but works as a substitute to gasoline like that's what we're gonna find yeah. out i think what i'm excited for is i'm excited to watch the new jurassic world movie and then in midway through go oh is that what vitor used in this fight it looks very oh, similar stuff yeah there it is that's all right good to know what all right guys Oh, go ahead. Did you guys see that article about that guy from Brazil who, like, he wanted to look like the Incredible Hulk? So he was basically injecting, like, gasoline and oil into his muscles? No. Vitor Jr. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. You know, guys, we, we really try and stick to the game here, but I want to take a moment for that. At what point do you sit down and go, yeah, I can get the edge if I put some Vaseline in me? You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to put premium in. I'm, I'm going to double down. There's got, there's, here's when there's got to be some crazy girl in his neighborhood who thinks it's hot. <laughs> that's, that's 100% to get pussy. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. The find me a crazy decision, I will find you a crazier woman. Behind every good man, there's a good woman. Behind every crazy man, there's a crazier woman giving him a great blowjob. <laughs> I... And all feminist organizations listening can send their hate mail to Joe Gilpin at Joe Gilpin yeah. at something. I just want <laughs> Kevin can barely understand your name, let alone give out your Twitter handle. So I think you're going <laughs> to duck a, a real, real dodgeball there. Let's go to our next fight. Kevin, you're going to lead us off on that one. It is Islam Machowski versus Leo Kuntz. Kev, 15 on the clock, go. Yeah, neither pictured. I always go with the guy. That's fought 17 times, Leo Kuntz. Um, but this does not feel like a real match to me. I'm going to say it aloud. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, okay. It does not feel like a real match to you? No. Okay. All right, Joe, 15 on the clock, go. Sure. Uh, Leo, the Lion Kuntz, never trust a Lion Kuntz. And uh, Islam Makachev, uh I have a very basic rule. Never talk bad about a fighter named Islam. All blessings and peace be upon him. I'm going to go with Islam Makachev for a decision win. Uh, Kevin, I, did... I also know nothing here. Oh, okay. Well, 
then uh, you play the game like Kevin now. So, boom! Yeah, hey, guys, it. keep up with me. Uh, Kev, let me ask you real quick. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but did Joe just convert to Islam he in might that have. prediction? It, it was a really Oz-like moment for the podcast. It did feel like he threw. He was like, you know what? Feels like the right time. The light hit him. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, sure, circle it's of a- life, Raph. Well, every time you guys bow and shake hands in jiu-jitsu, you always bow towards Mecca, right? That's like a oh. thing, right? Um, or am I doing it wrong? Um, you know, am I doing it wrong? You're, tell you're me doing off, it tell right off for you. I'm pretty sure I'm doing it right. <laughs> you do we you, okay? <laughs> and you let us know how it goes. Uh, we're not going to touch that one any further. Uh, you know, that's probably a good call. Yep. Yep. Let's uh, whistle so- on past. Yup. All right. Let's stick a fork in that one. Hey, uh, Joe, you want to do me a favor? You want to tell me who you think is going to win in a middleweight fight between Uriah Hall versus Rafael Natal, 15 on the clock? Uh, I think who's going to win is, uh, I I think Natal is going to win. I think he's going to overcome the crazy eyes of uh, Uriah Hall. I think Rafael Natal, who I always mix up with Tali Fuentes, is the first time Hall faced a grappler, and I think Natal gets it done on the ground. Okay, Kev. Uh, excuse me. Uriah Hall almost killed someone in the cage, and until he doesn't almost kill someone, he gets my vote. Uriah, primetime Hall, is going to break the streak, Raph. This is going to be the time. Normally, when Raph watches fights, Raphael wins. Not this time. It's a break. No. Hold on. Let's take a moment for my streak because Rafael my name is really important. Yeah. Rafael Dos Anjos won because he had the same name as you, right? That's what <laughs> yes, we decided. Absolutely. It's science, guys. We have proven okay. it on this podcast time and time <laughs> it's again. fact. And I'm obviously a soothsayer for choosing against that and choosing Uriah Hall. Mm. Listen, mm. Uh, all I'm going to say for the streak, number of champions named Rafael – one number of UFC champions named Kevin. Not, I'm not seeing any. Wow. Are there none? Have there ever been any? Have we checked the it's white? It's Kevin Velasquez, right? Heavyweight like champion 90s. Kevin Velasquez. <laughs> no, it's nope. <laughs> it's not Kevin Velasquez. Kane is short for Kevin. That's everyone yeah. knows that. Kane is the uh, abbreviation not, for not Kevin. In Spanish, though, Kevin. I'm sorry to break that to you. Oh. Uh, well, Joe, having learned what you've learned about my name. Is there any other thing that you you understand? I mean, great insight on Kevin. There there are no champions named Kevin, much like on this podcast. So for you, is there something like that you you've learned from that? Yeah, I'm not sure what you're asking. I picked Rafael Natal to win. I, I'm I'm backing Natal to win 100. percent No, I just didn't know if you understood the science and if you've if, like now that you think about it and you've thought of all the Rafaels that win in the UFC. Do you see the science? It, it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear. It's uh, it's greater than Kevin because uh, I mean it has more letters. Six is greater than five. We all know it. it's just math. A true America response right there, wrong. guys. Let's go to our Six next fight. Better than five. <laughs> uh, let's have Kevin lead us off on this one. Well, let's go, Justin Scoggins versus Josh Shampoo. I've been hoping that I'll get to predict Justin the Tank Scoggins in a victory over the gremlin i always choose the tank winning by 22 percent of decisions okay all right joe 
I love that Kevin's very obviously on the UFC.com profile because he's pulling Stare such right specific stats. Stare uh, right at I'm going to pick uh, Josh Sampo. Both these guys have a long history of pulling defeat from the jaws of history. I think in both their last fights, they were both up big and then managed to leave their neck out and get submitted. Uh, whoever wins the first round definitely loses this fight. So I'm going to go with Josh Sampo. <laughs> nice. Um, I don't know if there's any more kind of analysis we need to do here. Kev, do you have anything else to add on this one? Uh, Scoggins looks like these two compete for worst UFC.com photo. <laughs> these two <laughs> do not get their best day. It's just like confused and rapist were the motivation for this entire thing. Kev, can oh, we yeah. do a uh, listicle of worst <laughs> UFC photos? Yeah. They get pretty bad. They get pretty yeah. bad. That's where I believe Jared Rochold is like eating McNuggets in his profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that that's going. All right. Uh, Joe, did you have any other analysis or insight into any of that? Fuck no. All right. Well, let's move on to a fight in the women's strawweight category. Kev, you will not lead us off on this one. Joe will. It's Rose Nahumas versus Nina Anasarov. <laughs> you, you want to take another crack at those names, buddy? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was going to say Rose that was... Nahumas versus <laughs> Nina Azarov. I mean, do you have Good fury here? Uh, no, I mean, I guess it must be the phone or something. Uh, I'm going to go with Rose Namajunas. Uh I just really, really hope that this fight goes to the second round at least so I can see Pat Barry screaming in between rounds no matter what. <laughs> He's the most emotional corner man, and I love it. I wish he was a corner man for everyone for life. Everybody just has to have Pat Barry. He, like, runs across, so he does both guys because he just screams and cries. It's beautiful. Uh, pick Rose. <laughs> I love it. Kev, 15. Uh, Nina Ansarov has an undistinguishable, violent tattoo on her hip. I don't know how you pick against that person, but I'm going to take her experience and her no other distinguishing characteristics <laughs> as the edge of this wow. fight. Nina Ansarov. I'm just All going right. against Joe. That's how confident I feel in his incompetence. Okay. All right. That's an interesting way to put that. Joe, let me ask you. Um, Pat Barry aside, who would you want in your corner being your rage captain? Being my rage captain, I would just want, uh, if I need to get as mad as possible, I want the Diaz brothers just like slapping me one, slaps me one way and then the other slaps me the other way, like an old, uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon or something. I guess that would probably get me hyped up. <laughs> Thanks for knowing what rage captain meant. I can't tell you how many times people are like, what do you mean rage captain? It's like, well, what does yeah, that sound a good swing. like? Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, Kev, you? Uh, I only choose Tom Hanks in this situation for any and all. Oh, oh my God. Why would uh, you choose I didn't Tom even Hanks? Think not fighters. Did you see him in the castaway, Rap? Mm hmm. It's just well, castaway. I, I need to say Don't add one. an unnecessary article. You're not 60. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go to our next one. Uh,. I think that closes Our out that fight. One. Yeah, we're 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 about there. Um, oh, this is the time when I like to tell people, uh, Joe. We usually like to put a wager, a bet, if you would, at the end of all of this. So, uh, 
you know, not monetary because, you know, podcasts don't make money. But uh, if you want to be creative, you can start thinking of those now. We'll return to it after we're all said and done here. So do you have anything in mind? You don't tell me what it is, but do you? No pressure. I do not. Okay. Not <laughs> a problem. I'll keep thinking on it, yeah. All right. All right. I, I think you're a quick guy. I think you can figure something out. Kev? Um, let's have you lead off on this one. It is a heavyweight bout between Travis Brown and Andre Arlovsky. Yeah, I really don't know how I feel about this, except to say, uh, I have a feeling about Andre Arlovsky, the pit bull. He's from Russia, so can't be happier because time has passed since his last fight. I'm going to pick him, and this is a major upset. And I've liked the way he's looked. I have not liked the way Travis Brown has looked. Okay. Joe? Uh, I am going to go with Travis Brown. I think uh, he, he's uh, very good. I think Andre Arlovsky beat uh, Antonio Silva, and that's why everybody's rating him so highly. But Antonio Silva is a total bum in my estimation. Uh, Arlovsky does have experience fighting taller guys like Tim Sylvia, but Travis Brown is basically really, really good Tim Sylvia. So I'm going to pick him. Okay. Shots fired. Kevin, any responses? Yeah. No shit to the Bigfoot community. <laughs> the chase is real. Because you heard There's Joe no slower UFC fighter than Antonio Bigfoot Silva. He cannot yep. move whatsoever. Hold on. Um, was... I'm getting word, Kev. I'm getting word that uh, <laughs> we're actually getting a response uh, from Antonio Silva, Bigfoot Silva. There's no uh, way he could type that fast. I've seen him fight. No, here's What's the thing, Joe. Response? I just... On my uh, my phone, there's just a bunch of dots, so it's the ellipsis dots, and uh, yeah, he's still that working. That sounds about right. It's it, uh, still working on he it. He might have broken the phone with his big dumb hand. Let's be honest. <laughs> How big fucking dumb dare hand. you? He's just trying to negotiate between R and P, and frankly, it's a bitch when your thumb is the size of Rhode Island. Hey, Joe. So you guys are already happen. making excuses for him. Like, oh, he's trying his best, guys. He's, you know, come on. Uh, first of all, not making excuses. So <laughs> slow down here. Second of all, let me ask you real quick. Um, how do you, do you feel about finding out there's such thing as a Bigfoot community, <laughs> Joe? Say again? How do you feel about finding out there is a Bigfoot community, according to Kevin? Oh, there is a Bigfoot Yeah, there's a big fucking Thank Bigfoot you. community. And they're like mm-hmm. super uh, intense. I'm, I uh, I saw a movie about them. I think Bobcat Goldthwait directed it called uh, Nickel Creek, River Creek, something like that. Wow. Those people are fucking weird and fucking ridiculous. If you're gonna spend your life not getting laid, at least be productive and like go work at NASA. Don't just like try to find Bigfoot. Come on. What a what a great PSA we just had there, everybody. I didn't expect <laughs> that to go that way, but I, uh, I think the moral of the story was not going to get laid. The PSA series is good. If you're not going to get laid, give back to society. Yeah, go into like I, prison. I'm available to something. speak at schools. If anybody's wondering, <laughs> yeah. Kev, uh, let's do this. Let's go to our final fight. I'm excited for I'm this. Stoked. You guys are actually going to get 25 seconds on this one what? because it is so anticipated, and there seems to be a lot to talk about here. So, Kev, we're going to have you lead off with 25. Go. I had to lead off with Orlovsky. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to trust the system. I'm going to go with the actual underdog, Anthony Rumble Johnson. I don't know what he does, and I don't know if it's fighting. 
but I do know it's painful to the person he's doing it to, and they seem very uncomfortable when he does it. I'm going to stick with Rumble, because Daniel Cormier looked like he should be golfing in his last fight. He didn't look good at all. Rumble Johnson. Um, Athleticism, uh, bitches. Wait, Plus, he looks on. way better in his UFC picture. What? Okay, okay. I, I, I want to stop you, but I can't. The sanctity of the game must go on. So, all right, Joe. 25 on the clock. You go. Okay. A lot of stuff to break down from Kevin Say, but I'm just going to talk about the fight real quick. Uh, Anthony Johnson is my pick. I think he's going to knock him out. Daniel Cormier is so slow. He built, he built up an undefeated record, but he built it up by fighting the slowest guys possible, like Bigfoot Silva and uh, Dan Henderson <laughs> and guys like that. I know. I keep coming back to him, but he keeps it's, it's very organic. That Bigfoot Silva <laughs> the keeps coming Bigfoot up. community is going to come after you. <laughs> so be it. I'm right here. He's very slow. I'll outrun them, I promise. Uh, Anthony Johnson hits as hard as John Jones at a red light. He, I think he's going to put him away. I really feel confident that uh, we're going to put a strap on Anthony Johnson this Saturday. Hits harder than John Jones at a red light. Kev? Yes. Um, uh, I have no comment. Okay. I don't know. How no, I know. I know. I know. Kev, okay. Let me Let me go back to you. And you said that Daniel Cormier looked terrible in his last fight. What was his last fight? John Jones. Okay. He could, and you he thought he looked terrible in that one? Coke bender seconds before the fight. Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, you think yeah, that I thought he, he looked... would be untouchable with a fucking Coke bender? First of all, um, I think we should find out. Is there a way we can okay. get that expensed? Is that uh, no, we cannot expense that. However, we're okay. all foreseeing it happen for the sake of science. Okay, well, let's just keep it as an option when someone can financially back it. Until that time. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Cormier didn't look good. I agree. He looked like someone that had beat people that were bad. No, I didn't say I agree with you. And you agreed with yourself in that scenario. I Kat. agreed with me. And that's all that needs to be agreed right. with, Rap. <laughs> okay. Let me Plus, go ahead and move abs back photo, Abs photo. Abs photo. Anthony. No, we're done with abs photo. Okay. Joe, I'm giving you 15 seconds to try and make sense of anything Kevin said. There's a... I... There's no way I can make sense of what he said in 15 seconds. I will say Daniel Cormier didn't look good in his last fight. I think uh, the speed advantage that John Jones had was obvious, and I love that John Jones at the end of the fight gave the DX dick chop, completing his full professional wrestling heel turn. He went from full-on young baby face to full-on motated man. I love it. I would like to, you know what, Kev, I'm almost tempted to just give uh, Joe uh, a free pick that will come because he actually used professional wrestling analysis, which is a huge thing on this show, Joe. So Sounds like your type of fair historical. Almost uh, the type of person who would make a better co-host on Shut this up. show with me <laughs> and actually be funny. Anyway, all right, let me tell you guys. Okay, Daniel Cormier, of course, is going to look slow against John Jones. So invalid to both of you. Um, if you want to make the argument that, yes, he's built up kind of a eh, record, uh, I guess you can make that argument. But, like, he's got great wrestling skills, so I give him that. The problem in this fight that I see is Anthony Johnson's power is a terrible matchup for him. It's just – I mean, Anthony Johnson has looked continuously better. Whereas I don't know that you could say the same for Daniel Cormier. But I, I think making the argument that he didn't look great against John Jones, who has? 
Pittsburgh. Alexander it, one, one guy get yeah, one guy gave him a really tough fight. Uh, and and that one guy got fuck out fucking mauled by Anthony Johnson. Okay, well then I think we can give DC a little have, credit while at the same to be time. Fair, to be fair to Daniel Cormier, he didn't beat bad guys. Guys like, you know, pays out as a top 10 heavyweight uh, for whatever that's worth. Josh Barnett is who he is. He's a legend. Dan Anderson, legend. These are all very tough guys. They're just not fast. They're just not able to uh, throw a punch or a kick as fast as Anthony Johnson is. That's what makes the difference Saturday night is the speed. I mean, I'll argue when people Anthony that he Johnson... was listing mm-hmm. are on the senior PGA of MMA. We got you, Ken. Senior. We yeah. knew that was coming. That's fine. I'll say this. Anthony Johnson, when he was cutting weight, there was a time when he did not look so fast either. So... It is interesting what a different weight class and the ability to just fucking let it go will do for you. So, I mean, if you really want to talk about it, it could be anything. But I would put my money on Anthony Johnson right now. And I would like to see him as champion because I think it's going to be a fucking – I think, you know, if he destroys Daniel Cormier, I would say this. For whenever John Jones wants to come back, if they allow him back, if he figures out his life, if prison lets him come back – it would make a very interesting fight to see. And I think it would be even more highly anticipated after all of this shit. So it's kind of where I'm at on that one, but uh, I hope for a good fight. Uh, All right. Knocks him the fuck out, in which case we're going to be back to square. Fuck holes. Yeah. I was about to say if DC (laughs) knocks him out or well, I mean, I just think like if DC just fucking out wrestled him, but go ahead. Um, I was going to say fight of the night. I'm ready to call some predictions. All right, so right now we pick fight of the night and performances of the night. They give out two performances of the night, so make sure to do those. These will be the tiebreakers. Should for some reason you tie Kevin Joe, I don't know how that would happen, but maybe. Completely impossible. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Kev, what do you got for us? Performance of the night, Travis Brown over Andre Orlovsky. Mm-hmm. Donald Cerrone over John McDessie. With fight of the night going to Johnson Cormier because they're going to make that fight of the night if they fucking have to. They're going to yeah. do it. It's not going to matter who. Father Data might give a few others fight of the night, but that one's getting it. Okay. There you go. All right, Joe. Uh, for performance of the night, I'm going to pick Anthony Johnson in his uh, knockout over Daniel Cormier. I'm going to pick uh, Donald Cerrone for his uh, cowboy hat suffocation or whatever the fuck he ends up doing to get uh, Mac Desi to get the tap, which is my prediction. And for fight of the night, I'm going to go uh, Makovsky and uh, Dodson, fight of the night. I think that's going to be a really, really wow. fun fight. That's bold. Yeah, here we are. I'll say that to you right now. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, you know, we always defer to the guest on this one. So did you have any time to figure out what you wanted to bet, Kevin? Oh, uh, boy. Uh, if... Uh, here's the bet. If I win, okay. Kevin has to answer all of my uh, Bigfoot hate mail. Well, no, because we're not going to get it. Nobody cares enough to write on this show. Know our audience a little bit better. Uh, all right, go to the next one. What else did you have in mind? Don't make me think of things. Fine. Well, if, a... uh, me... if you have one, please. I could throw out a theory. Okay. Please. Uh... Loser buys beers after we roll, Raph. Mm, okay. I'm not into the entertainment value of that. And has to toast. Hold on. Here's where you're going to enjoy this. Better. 
via Instagram has to toast the winner. All right, I'm I'm kind with, of there with with the beer. Loser buys the beer. With, and no, no, I'm saying I'm saying I have some bad. You have to get the full attention of the entire bar we're in. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> okay. You have to like make like a thing of it. I mean, wow. we could probably do this at Union Jacks if we were so yeah, that's blind. Perfect. Jesse yeah. would probably let us. We could probably do this on stage, Raph. So there we yeah. go. All yeah. right, I'm into that one. The loser can introduce the winner via toast and buy them a beer. Deal. Wow, that's pretty impressive, Boom. guys. Uh, that's really good. Uh, Joe, where can people find you on the social medias? Sure. Uh, follow me on Twitter at badtweetist, B-A-D-T-W-E-E-T-I-S-T, badtweetist. Uh, Joe, you know, this is always a blast. I love when we have people come on the show. Um, so we'll all watch the fights this weekend. Uh, then are you cool with coming back next week to talk over who won and whatnot? Yeah, that'd be great. Let's do it up, man. All right. Thank that's you guys for time. having me. Dude, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're so happy that you were able to drop in. How do you say your last name again? Because I've been listening to Kevin for too long. We're mixed review on his stopping in, but Joe... Gilpino or something to do Gilpino. with that. Gilpin, Joe Gilpin. Gleepin. Joe, Joe Gilpin, Gilpin, everybody. Thanks, guys. Raph Esparza, what a podcast. It was good. We got going on Yeah, I'm believe that's gonna do it for us which makes it time for the shouted outs Mm. i'll start first of all headed to hawaii soon love how quickly both you and travis conley were able to locate places in hawaii i should train super appreciated uh stoked especially gonna try and you know get a little gi a little no gi well, I'm taking them both. I'm taking, obviously, my Kawaii Kimono. I'm taking my Nogi gear because I'm going to be there for a few days. So I'm going to train a lot. I'm going to try and get, like, four <laughs> or five gyms in while I'm there. We'll see how it goes. Wow. I know. Well, you know, the weather's beautiful. What do I have to do? <laughs> uh, stoked about that. Uh, stoked to get back to some MMA training academy out in Chantilly. Going tomorrow. Hopefully, this little cold will buck Raph. I've got my mm. faith held out. Like, you know, you don't want to be the sick guy at jujitsu. You can't do that. No. You can't take sickness into the gym. I'm hoping I'm awake tomorrow. I think it's going to be gone. That's my, <laughs> I'm going to will this out of me. Tonight is leaving. That's how oh, it's God. happening. Thank God. That's going to do it for me, <laughs> Raph. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and shout out Valley Martial Arts Center. Boom. Thou. The Mac. Ah. <laughs> I got to roll with our instructor, Marcelo, on uh, Friday, which, oh my goodness, uh, man, you know, I love with Marcelo is just, he's a tough guy. R- rolling with him is always, it's a rough day at the office, I guess is what we like to say here, but uh, man, do I learn so much just doing that. So my thanks to Marcelo, it was a great, great opportunity in time. Uh, shout out to everybody at VMAC, it's always fun training with you guys. Shout out also to our good friends over at breakdown academy in north hollywood our good friend john evans is killing it uh believe there's gonna be some new mats coming in you guys maybe i don't know don't know if you heard it from me 
but uh, there's that. So uh, yeah, we're we're stoked to hear that. And um, yeah, just everybody, thank you guys so much for a great week. And I also want to say, Kev, I know, I know you don't look fondly upon this, but um, with my good friend uh, David over at the Grapplethon today, yeah, uh, I put him in a sharpshooter. We'll put a, a a photo of that. But uh guy right next to me sees me do it and he goes, Are you doing a sharpshooter? And I was like, You mm-hmm. And he's like he looks at me and he goes, Like I finished it, we 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 start laughing. He looks at me and he goes, That technique was my god, that was amazing. And I go, Thank you. I go, listen guys. No, it it is really like I tell him, I go, here's the thing, guys. I'm not good at jujitsu, but I'm really good at this. So if I can figure out how to make this money like thing happen with this, just short of actually being a professional wrestler, I would make you know, a couple dollars. That's to give people reference, yeah. you would trade seventeen Kimura finishes for one sharpshooter. <laughs> I mean not I mean if we're let's quantifying be very, it. Let's be very real. I actually, um, while rolling, started telling somebody the other day, I was like, oh, I was starting a Kimura, but I was already figuring out how I was going to get him in a sharpshooter. And they were like, you can do that? I was like, mm-hmm. And they go, how? And I go, I guess you'll just have to find out. You can do I, whatever you want. I don't reveal, how dare you, I don't reveal all of my tricks. So uh, other than that, I thought that was really funny. And you know what, Kev? Thank you. To Andreas for your your wonderful note, and also one last shout out to everybody at uh, on the mat. Uh, we want to thank you guys for being awesome. Uh, OTM Fight Shop, our good friend Scotty, and man, the good people who work there. Uh, I had a great time shooting the shit with them, and uh, our good friends uh, Edgar and Dave there were awesome. So thank you guys for hooking it up. Uh, good stuff always from you guys, and that'll do it for me. So cool. That's going to do it for us here tonight at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good night. Uh, Kev, I'm going to sh- send you a photo of the the finish, I guess, is what you could say. But this is the one that somebody oh, looked at. for fuck's sake. Shut <laughs> up with your